Alright, welcome back to the Presidential Podcast. This is Philip. And this is Robert. And we are now today discussing the legacy of Andrew Jackson. Um, he has been uh, considered a great, I think. He has a near been great. A near, okay, a near great. He, he has quite the reputation. Obviously, he's on... Uh, I think we can start... Let's start off at the $10 bill. $20, $20 bill. Excuse me. Twenty Hamilton's 10 The $20 bill debate. I know that there was a push. It may still be going on. Um by some to put Harriet Tubman, I believe, on a bill. And one of the people they were thinking about replacing that came up was Jackson. Hamilton is going through something of a career renaissance, right? With the... Um, <laughs> with the, the Broadway hit and the... Yeah, with his Broadway the hit. hip-hop uh, musical. Yeah, who would have thought he'd be a hip-hop star? But um, he does have Caribbean roots, so that helps him. Uh, Kelly, I mean not Kelly, um, Jackson has been picked. Now let's start there. Why has he been, let's start with the negative and we'll move uh, outward to a a broader view. Why has he been picked as a negative target instead of someone like, oh, I don't know, um, Grant, who's maybe a lower profile person? Well, all right. Um, why don't we work our, I'd, I'd prefer to work my way up. Through the, through the denominations. So um, Washington is on a coin, on a big coin, and on a little bill. Uh, so his face is the father of our country, first in war, first in peace, first in the hearts of his countrymen. And the capital is named after him, or the states is named after him. Uh, so his place seems to be almost impregnable. Lincoln on a little coin on a bigger bill, probably maybe not the biggest one that we use, but certainly one that most people walking around with $5 bills still think it's, still think it's money. Uh, and again, you know, the great emancipator, honest Abe, uh, the, uh, sad giant sitting in the chair in the Lincoln Memorial. So uh, Lincoln is secure. As you mentioned, uh, Hamilton is going through kind of a renaissance. Uh, Jefferson is still on the $2 bill, but how often do we see one of those? So he's probably safe with that. Uh, uh, Franklin is on the 100 and Franklin had a lot of pithy remarks about money, so he'll probably stay on that. He's probably safe with staying on a big denomination bill. Grant is one that I agree with you. I mean, Grant is one that we would have expected to be replaced. I mean, he's seen as a more corrupt president. He Corrupt for what? Those coats or the money, the small money scandals? The, the money scandals. Of his cabinet? Uh... But, but Grant also was the president during Reconstruction and was uh, active and uh, very, very uh, vigorous in supporting Reconstruction. But I thought he kind of failed in policing um, racial views. I mean, it's hard to police racial views, but he failed in policing racial views in the South. He may have... Uh, 
been viewed as a failure in terms of suppressing racism, but he was willing to back Sheridan and other generals who wanted to take a very hard line against the former secessionists who were uh, passing themselves off or, or putting themselves on as, as redeemers of the white South. And uh, I, I think, you know, in our, our first uh, episode was about Grant, and I, I think we discussed how Grant was pretty faithful in supporting, uh, for the time, advanced racial thinking, supporting the rights of blacks, uh, supporting the development of a Republican party in the South, would have, which would have protected the blacks, and of whom the blacks would have comprised a major segment. And uh, during the Civil War, he had an honorable record with regard to his treatment of uh, African-Americans who came across the lines, African-Americans who came into the uh, custody or the protection of the Union Army, and a decent record in commanding uh, African-American soldiers. So, so Grant seems to be one who, uh, with, with maybe some distaste, we could leave on there. Um, with Jackson, the story gets much deeper. The, ter- the, the, the Trail of Tears, which is just a natu- national outrage. And most people um, do com- put that on Jackson's um, account, not on uh, Van Buren's. Well, Van Buren was certainly a big He's part the, of it. See the patsy. Uh, but again, as we discussed uh, just a bit earlier, uh, Jackson did not take a an active and affirmative role in protecting the Cherokees' rights in Georgia. Right. Instead, decided to allow the white residents of Georgia to take over the Cherokees' property, to remove them from their own land, and to displace them in, in, uh, without any regard to compensating them for the loss of their farms, their buildings, their livestock, and the disruption in their lives. So, so Jackson deserves obloquy for, for that action. And it, 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 it may well be that we don't want to have his face on the national currency on account of that, which brings up, you know, the question, you know, should we put a Ronald Reagan on it, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, Franklin D. Roosevelt, uh, Harry Truman. Uh, there's a number of other presidents who, who uh, probably, uh, maybe John F. Kennedy, who would probably be suitable to have their portrait uh, put on the dollar bill. Uh, I think it was a, a, a rather innovative stroke to decide to use the removal of Jackson and the removal of Jackson for an egregious assault on uh, people of color and to place the portrait of an American person of color on that denomination bill. I think that was a, a fairly uh, honorable and, and smart thing to do, uh, that it was uh, Harriet Tubman. I think there's a strong argument to be made for her as she ran the uh, Underground, Underground Railroad. And that was a very effective yet peaceful way of disrupting slavery and maintaining... So you don't think Jackson's for- positive legacy is enough to keep him on the bill well, even in, let's, because let's, of these... 
Now you have to realize too that when we talked about why was Jason defensive of his this uh, trail of tears Indian removal act, he says, "Oh, I'm being decent to these people." You say he's rationalizing, but you say, "Oh, well," and he has negative. He does have terrible treatment of black people, but it's also unfair in some ways to say maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Well, I was going to say in some ways it's unfair to say. I just don't like going back and, and going through, combing through everybody's life and saying, well, they have this the black spot, they have this uh, issue, you know, they have this flaw, so let's, you know, remove Well, their... let's, let's, let's consider the balance. Okay. Um, first of all, I think it shows a certain degree of national maturity to be able to put somebody's picture on there who isn't such a virtuous, uh, you know, in other words, like, like getting Washington. away from some of the hagiography. Yeah. Getting away from some of the hagiography. I mean, a great nation there, there's an old labor expression. Uh, when I say labor, I'm talking about the labor party in England, in the United Kingdom. There's an old labor expression that behind every great fortune lies a great crime. Mm -hmm. And we can expand that to say behind every great nation lies great crimes. Mm -hmm. And Jackson's record certainly places him in the category of uh, having committed some great crimes. Did, did he, was he aware of that? And I, I, I think uh, he probably, you know, as a duelist, how do, you, how do you fight in duels? How do you place your honor above the value of a man's life? You know, we're going to go out and point guns at each other and aim at each other and try and shoot and kill each other. I mean, where is the actual honor in that? Uh, even if it's with swords, you know, it's, it's still, you know, we're, we're, we're placing a personal benefit, let's say, or personal satisfaction above God's plan of, of at least they protecting had, But at least life. they had an honor that they were fighting for. Oftentimes today we can't even muster up the, the sense of honor enough to get offended at something. I mean, some people are well, thin-skinned. I mean, skin. Some, some A lot of people say, are thin-skinned. Some people say, look what Jackson did. I mean, I'm offended. You know, I mean, I, I can't believe that uh, my government is putting somebody's picture on our currency who uh, exiled 32,000 people for the simple and sole reason that the, their white neighbors wanted their property. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's something to be offended about, no? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying personal sense of honor that you're objecting to over the life of somebody. Yeah, I get that. But you also realize that they had a personal sense of honor. Which is well, something that's lost on politicians. Like, not just politicians. All right, but let's, I, 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 don't, I don't want to get sidetracked in this instance on matters of, of personal honor, particularly you comparing, were talking about a duel. You were comparing duel, duelists. You it's a bad thing. But yes, dueling is a bad thing. And that's exactly what I was saying. And that's one of the aspects of, of Jackson's character, which is hardly admirable. Even back then, they didn't admire Jackson for his temper and his dueling. 
I mean, even back then, it was a political liability and handicap. What did Jackson see as his legacy when he was on death's door, when he was Expanding white suffrage. Expanding suffrage. Uh, Jackson would have considered it universal suffrage. That every white man over 21, without a felony conviction, could vote. Now, when you talk about suffrage, can you explain how, in Jackson's mind... The or many people in, in his period before women's suffrage. Let's, I don't want to, if we're not, if we can stop for a second before we get to the racial question again, but on the question of universal suffrage and how women are involved, what is the thought? What was the thought there? Was it that women will be, are, are, apart, are married to their, ma- are married to, most women then were either married or widowed, I imagine. Well, I mean, it's embarrassing to say it, but they truthfully, truthfully, they believe that women are inferior to men. Okay. All right. It's, it's palpably false. Um, it's, it's difficult to understand how they came about that, uh, but they thought that men were rational, calm, decisive, uh, capable of, of planning, and that women weren't. And the original founders also attributed those qualities to themselves and to the, uh, air quotes, better uh, elements of society. And they viewed the average person, the person who's working for a living, the person who doesn't take a strong interest in, in current affairs, the person who doesn't have a big political following or a vast fortune, they considered those people's opinions to be of little account. All they basically had to do was consent that uh, the government was legitimate and acting properly. There was so no that's idea the least, that that's they a should pretty, guide the government. That's a pretty... I mean, that view has very little generosity in it. Is that the, is, but that's your straightforward reading of it? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Jackson expanded it to say, and, and he said this explicitly, that uh, a, a, an, uh, an intelligent man with common sense can do any job in the government. Mm. And that intelligent man with common sense should be uh, available to advise the government. And so the idea of voting was expanded from merely giving permission to the government to actually taking part in formulating policy and devising so, uh, national so, strategies for dealing with our problems. So Jackson was closer to an, a democratic ideal than the founders by, yes. a, by a good amount. Yes, and consequently the name of the party was changed from Republican or Democratic Republicans to simply Democrats. Simply it became Would the Democratic Party. Tell, explain why maybe Jackson wouldn't be. I mean, we got you got into a bit of it with his racial views, his trail of tears. Are those the things that would turn the Democrats, the party that he basically helped start or helped put on its way? As, are those the things that would, they would be most uh, objectionable about Jackson today? Well, the, the first thing that I would say about Jackson, and this is why I probably would lean 
towards keeping his picture on the $20 bill is that as tough as he was, as, as, as obdurate as he could be in pursuing his goals, Jackson was adaptable and Jackson was sensitive to the mores of his time. I mean, it wasn't like people back then were racist, nefariously thinking, oh, you know, we're going to take advantage of all these people, steal their land and so on. They actually thought that uh, the African-American people were incapable of conducting their own affairs. Isn't they, that almost worse? It, it, they had, they had a, a very uh, paternalistic attitude towards people of color. They denied their basic humanity. They denied any way that they could be equal to us. You know, they, they, they kind of like had the attitude. Not know, all. Adams wasn't like that. Uh, no, no, Adams wasn't. But he was he was way out of step with his times. It was kind of like when you're dealing with your seven-year-old and you will listen to uh, the child and to an extent abide by its wishes, but it doesn't have the right to tell you what to do. It doesn't have the right to set its own schedule, its own diet, you know so on like that. I mean, you as its uh, father would, would, would definitely think with the, with the mother that um, we run this kid's life. And this is why I'm saying they had a paternalistic attitude towards, uh, towards slaves and probably towards the, the, the Indians. Unlike with a child, I mean, with a child, I think it's justifiable because you're preparing the child, you know, the child's understanding, the child's experience, the child's abilities are not commensurate to meeting the challenge of adult responsibilities. So you protect it as it grows, you try to shape its, its, its development and maturity in ways that it'll become a fully functioning adult when it reaches adulthood. So, uh, you know, being a parent is, is different than the attitude they had. I mean, they just thought black people were simple. They just, you know, that black people weren't capable of organizing. I mean, they either didn't know or they ignored the evidence in front of them, you know, that the slaves uh, had a social structure, they had families, they had affection for each other. They thought ahead of, of what vegetables they needed to grow, what vegetables they needed to harvest, how they were going to get... It just seems like a very simplistic view for a group of people who are as, in, in you know, psychologically as sophisticated as modern people. They're not, they're not slow. It's like, where do you come out with this view? Are you that blinded by your prejudice that you... Well, that's exactly it. They're that, they're that blinded by their prejudice. And that's why, in, in some ways, we can look at Jackson as, as having failed as a leader. Because instead of, like, Adams trying to reason with the public and say, now, wait a minute, you know? I just don't know. Honestly, ideas? I also just don't know if it's Jackson's job. Like, to me, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's it's Jackson's job. What he did with the Indian Removal Act is wrong. But and and when you get to that position of authority, it's also your job to make sure that, like he should have done something on, on slavery rather than being complicit 
and egregious about it. But with regard to changing people's opinions about it, like your job is to your job is to make the country go run orderly. Your job is to protect. Your job is to protect um, the country and make it operate. If people hold backwater views, people hold backwater views. It's not to say the law shouldn't be in compliance with morality, but the law should be in compliance with morality. But oh, Jackson failed as a leader because he couldn't convince everybody not to be racist. That seems crazy to me. Well, we had he didn't. I, I didn't. Like it's his I said, job. I said that was a failure in his leadership. I didn't say he failed as a leader, and. Uh, in in counterpose is the argument that the constitution it's like if that was what you were setting out to do that was all, that would be all you spend your time doing the, you wouldn't be a president anymore you'd just be an activist the constitution uh, authorized slavery the constitution didn't forbid slavery it left it to the states there were states which during Jackson's term were abolishing slavery. So it's not as if it was an unheard See, of. See, that's thing. why I also think that this view, this this kind of podunk view that you're you're ascribing to these people was more of a um, obfuscation than it was an actual view. Uh, I it was it was an obfuscation, but it was a view that they held in in view of all the contrary evidence, they continue to hold that view. And, and I mean, there's, there's people down south still who believe these things. Yeah, but how big of a group it was? How big of a group was it? Because abolitionism is already starting to take form in the, by what, 1830s? Yeah. So there's people that are writing articles. How old is the slave trade in the U.S.? Well, it was... 60 it was, years, it 100 was, years? It was abolished... In the Constitution, the importation of slaves was abolished in the Constitution. Um, there was a, a popular book when I was in high school, back in the 60s, uh, entitled Before the Mayflower. And it had that title because African slaves were brought to the Jamestown colony in Virginia in 1619 before the founding of the Plymouth Colony in Massachusetts, 1620, which is generally considered historically the beginning of, of America. So uh, it's an ancient, ancient part of the warp and woof of American society and American culture. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the national sin. But what I'm saying, I, well, I guess what I'm saying is maybe a lot of people held it, that, that view of things, but it's it's like I I don't think it was a view that it can't have been a view that was intelligently held by people because it in other words to me it, it sounds like a view made up to feel less guilty for something you know is doing wrong rather than a sincere view this, this because was... if you even look at Jefferson who's pre Jackson Jefferson was like he's not under any false guise that slavery was a good thing and he was being patronizing to the to black people he thought he was doing a bad thing to black people and he thought he was doing a bad thing to white people by maintaining slavery but he also thought practically that it was what needed to be done he couldn't see a way around so, it so Jackson may have in his leadership this might be an uncharacteristic instance of Jackson supporting the elites 
of Jackson. Or Jackson maybe showing some cowardice every once in a while. And or or it could be that that in, in this instance Jackson's moral courage failed him. And uh, he he couldn't see him his way around uh, selling the occasional slave to pay off his debts. Or uh, somehow opposing some of the important Southern politicians who are protecting slavery. Also, there's that uh, the the aspect that they were starting to populate Alabama and Mississippi, and uh, they needed the labor. Uh, they saw the potential for growing vast amounts of cotton, selling it abroad, earning uh, completely unimaginable sums of money. And the only way that they could do it was by, you know, uh, breeding slaves and working them to death on those plantations. So it, it may have been pure greed, you know, or, or Jackson's unwillingness to stand up to the sort of people he campaigned with against the Indians who wanted the land and who now needed the labor of, of slaves to exploit the land that they had just conquered. I mean, there's, a, you know, a very complex uh, assortment of potential motives. And strangely enough, Jackson was actually known for being able to negotiate well with Indian chiefs. Well, partly because he knew that if they opposed him, he was going to come at him with an army. Well, I mean, you do have care and stick in negotiation, but he, it's not like he would, what, I mean, in a way, you have to form a relationship with the chief of you, or was he just threatening them? I, I think in Jackson's case, it was it was both, but uh, the, the threat, I mean, Jackson had no compunction. No, you said he did have a magnetism. That if, if the negotiation, the persuasion Fails. failed, we're just going to wake these guys out, you know, if I can't argue with them, you know, and, 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 you know, that was that went back to that dueling streak, you know, that if uh, you piss me off enough, I'm going to come at you and... Do you think Roosevelt has a little of that in it? Well, they all do. They all do, but not to the extent that Jackson had. I mean... They all do? Jackson is... Not a George H.W. Jackson is... Although he is a war president. Jackson is somebody uh, who was in the mold of, of military generals and leaders. I mean, Washington, the first president, was the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, the general-in-chief of the armed forces. Um, Hamilton was, was an officer in the Revolution. Monroe was an officer in the Revolution. Uh, Jackson certainly was in that mold. Uh, Along with his willingness to fight and kill Indians, Jackson was willing to put the blood and bodies of the veterans of Waterloo into the trenches at the Battle of New Orleans. Right. So Jackson was just a a, a badass all the way around. Right. You know, I mean, it, it. You know, I mean, we. You know, we we can. Uh, fairly candidly say he was an equal opportunity oppressor, except that he believed in the common man and the common man's right to help direct the government and to help direct the government by participating in it, by voting for it, and by being courted 
and and uh, listened to as uh, for advice and for guidance as candidates sought consent as well as, as support and guidance. I mean, in, in some ways, to be honest, if you don't have someone like Jackson, who's going to be a tough leader fighting for common people, you're just going to get oligarchy. Or yeah. plutocracy. Yeah. So yeah. You, you're seeing it like automatically this violent kind of aggressive street. It, ha it has a kind of It's a sword, right? So it has two sides to it. It has like a, a side that it, it it wins victories for and protects it the people who it it advocates for. So that and in Jackson's case, it's the farmer, the com the voting common right. farmer, that family unit. And in there is the dark side. I mean, the guy dies that the, he has people that die from duels. There's the Indian Removal Act. There's just the general warish warishness. I mean, thankfully, he didn't do many too many foreign wars. I mean, unless you count, I guess, well, was I would count the Indian wars and the, the Indian invasion wars. of Florida, the War of eighteen twelve. I mean, the invasion of Florida is not on the scale of a modern day foreign conflict. Uh, why not? I mean, a million people died in the war. I mean, imagine now if a million we, people died in the war. If we decided to uh, invade Cuba or something, you know, I mean, comparable area to uh, Florida. I thought that the Spanish were barely um, defending it. Well, that's 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 the only reason that it was successful, probably. Uh, All right. I mean, let's. But it was still an affront to the you're dignity right. of the you're Spanish right. You're throne. right. So that's the that's the other side of the sword. Go ahead and um, just take a minute more, and then just sum up. What? Well, how do you feel about Jackson? Does he hate your grades, near grades? So, do you think history will be more kind to him in the future, or more uh, uh, censorious towards him? In I, the future? I I think that the conventional. Uh, uh, judgment of Jackson, conventional evaluation of Jackson is a near great is right. All right, we look at at he was he was the only two term president from Monroe to Grant. Uh, Lincoln. He, Lincoln got killed uh, win almost immediately term. after his uh, inaugur his second inauguration. But he did win a second. But Jackson not only won the, the election, but he served through the term. Ah, we missed the assassination attempt, by the way. Uh, I think it's rather uh, superfluous. All right, go ahead. Um, he had a major role in the formation of the country in gaining Florida, gaining Alabama, gaining Mississippi, protecting Louisiana, saving New Orleans, saving the Mississippi Valley for the United States. So uh, his, his career is one of shaping the United States. I mean, uh, Jefferson bought the Louisiana Territory with money, but then Jackson bought it again with blood. Okay. So, uh, and, and, and that kind of fits him. You know, all of his accomplishments are these blood-soaked, grubby-handed sort of sort of accomplishments. Uh, he defended the law in the case of the anti-nullification. 
he rationalized commerce, but then he didn't defend the rights of the Indians. I mean, you know, we can say, well, they were no, but we had a people treaty from a different country, but we did have a treaty with them and an obligation to protect their 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 rights under that treaty. So he had uh, great successes. He also had great failures. And the important thing I think for people to think about with Jackson is that Jackson was a real person. And had he not lived, the development of the United States would have been different. It would not necessarily have been a more humane, more enlightened place. You know, we might very well still be fighting border skirmishes with the Indian nations of the Southeast or fighting uh, Palestinian type uh, battles with the Cherokee in Georgia. Had, had Jackson not settled those things. I mean, it, it, there's there's no clear idea that we could have coexisted and, and developed around them. Uh, Jackson certainly supported and abetted slavery. You know, no question about that. That's, that's uh, definitely on, on the negative side. But on the positive side, he also gave us the ideology which Lincoln would later uh, employ in, in freeing the slaves, emancipating them, and uh, granting them full citizenship and the ability to live in the country with theoretically, constitutionally, the same rights as white people. Right. You know, I mean, that Lincoln was killed and they didn't implement that is a bad thing, but uh, he used the Jacksonian idea. Even though Lincoln was a Whig, and opposed to Jackson politically, he still found the uh, in, in in the Declaration of Independence and in Jackson's uh, implementation of the uh, premises of the Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal. Uh, they were able to expand American liberty. Excellent. All right. Well, on that note, thank you again. On that note, uh, we're going to be signing off. So we hope you continue listening. Tell your friends. Um, I'm Philip. And I'm Robert. And have a good night. And thank you for listening.